0: Praise the Lord. Beautiful presence of the Lord on our lives. Amazing things that the Lord is doing in our lives. And such a pleasure to minister in the Word tonight and lift up the name of the Lord. The message tonight, the fight for faith. The fight for faith. Let's begin with Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. parable that Jesus spoke. The Bible says, Then he spoke a parable to them that, Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. King James says, and not faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint or lose heart, saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily in a moment. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? It's not my intent to deal with that parable. Jesus was contrasting the Heavenly Father, the righteous judge, the perfect judge, with an unjust judge. He said this unjust judge is reluctant to help out this widow woman. She finally troubles him and wearies him and pesters him till he wears down and says, I I want to get rid of her from my life. I'll just answer her request. Our Heavenly Father isn't like that at all. He's not an unjust judge. He's not wearied when we come to him. We don't have to wear him down so when he finally gives in to a request or a desire in our hearts. He's entirely opposite of that. He's willing, but he's also working spiritual process. And sometimes he delays, and sometimes he says he bears long. What he wants us to understand is he doesn't want us to be discouraged when he bears long, when there's hard labor, when life is difficult, when circumstances are against us. He said, I don't want you to faint, I don't want you to lose heart. I want you to have faith faith in God. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then that question, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's quite a question, isn't it? Jesus asked a number of questions, but to me, this is the most compelling question of all. When the Son of Man comes at his second coming, and we live nigh to that day, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? What a question by the Son of God. We have a nation that's departed from the Lord, that's forsaken the God of their fathers, the God of former days. Will the Son of Man, when he comes, find faith on the earth? Faith is a believing spirit. Faith is a steadfast spirit. Faith is an uncompromised Bible-believing and Bible-obeying spirit. That's what faith is, a believing spirit, a Bible-believing spirit, a Bible-obeying spirit. Jesus said, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? 1 Timothy 6.12, the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. (laughs) salvation is point in time but it's progressive we're called and then we have to be continual don't we until the coming of the lord or we go to meet him fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life you ever said to yourself why do i have to fight so much i'm tired of fighting anyone here i'm tired of fighting I'm tired of this spiritual warfare against the world, bringing my spirit into subjection, bringing every thought into captivity to Christ, watching out against temptation. Why do I have to fight so much? Well, it's not God's fault. If it was up to God, we'd all be living in perfect harmony and peace and joy like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden before the fall. It's not his fault. Don't take it out on him. It's that despicable devil, and he has an ally in the flesh. Our unredeemed aspects of our human nature, carnal human disposition. It's the devil, it's the fall, and it's our own carnality yet that lingers in us, that sinfulness, that, those tendencies that are against God that lurk inside of us. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Jesus is warning us in this verse that before his coming, there will be an escalated attack on faith. He warned us, and he doesn't want us to take it lightly. The Apostle Paul said, Let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Better men than I, in my estimation, Have fallen. Perhaps you can say the same. The Bible says take heed. Take heed. If you think you stand, take heed lest you fall. Don't get self-assured. Don't think you can start missing prayer and Bible and church attendance and fellowship and on and on. Let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Satan is out to destroy our faith. Through circumstances, through temptation, through trial, through discouragement, through prolonged discouragement, through broken relationships, through the wear and tear of life, through fatigue and weariness. And some believers have taken action that is not faith-filled action. And some believers have and are making decisions that are not faith-filled decisions. And some believers are speaking words that are not faith-filled words. And the Lord warned us. He said, shall the Son of Man find faith when he comes? It's this hour that we have to fight for faith, the fight for faith. Faith upon each of our lives, to hold steadfast with God, with a believing spirit, following God with all our heart. 1 Timothy 1.19 says, having faith and a good conscience. King James says, holding faith. Holding. Hold that faith. Don't let it go. The enemy's trying to pull it out of your hands and out of your heart and out of your life. Holding faith, having faith and a good conscience, clear conscience before God and man. No violation, no sin before God and no sin before one another. Clean in your spirit before God and others. Holding faith and a good conscience, the Apostle Paul said, which some having rejected or put away concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. You can wreck your ship. Lose your cargo and never make heaven's shore. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. The apostle said, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fire-tipped arrows of the wicked one. Above all. He said, above all the other armor, above all your weapons. He said, above all, take faith, and you will be able to quench all those fiery darts of the enemy the shield that he's referring to the shield of faith in the original language it's not the small circular handheld shield that a soldier would have in his hand and a sword in the other it is actually the large rectangular shaped shield four-cornered shield that's like a small door that the soldier would crouch behind and shoot at the enemy It's the large shield. He says, above all, get that shield of faith, believing, believing spirit, steadfast spirit, Bible believing, Bible obeying spirit. Get that out in front of you. Now, you've got other protection. You've got body armor, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, loin, the belt of truth, gospel shoes. We have other armor. But he says, make sure that shield is out in front. And if we let down that shield of faith, we still have some other armor, but we've let go of the greatest protection that God offers to our life. Holding faith, holding belief in God, holding to your faith, your steadfast spirit before the Lord. There's a warfare against it. There's an attack against it. The fight for faith in our lives. There are basically two kinds of faith. There is general faith and specific faith. Specific faith relates to our calling, our commissioning, what God has asked us to do in life, our conscription. So there are these specifics in our life. That is specific faith. Hebrews 11 lists a whole group of men and women that walked by faith in a specific way. By faith, Noah built an ark. That was a specific. By faith, Abraham, when he was called of God, went out and journeyed to the land of Canaan. There was a specific word. That's a specific call and word of faith. By faith, Rahab, by faith, Moses, by faith, Joshua and David and Samson, and on and on the list goes. Those are the specifics. But I'm not dealing with that tonight. I want to deal, I'm to i dealing with general faith. General faith. General faith is our belief in God. It's our believing spirit. It's our triumph in Christ. It's our steadfastness in God. It's not what we're specifically called to do. It's what we generally are called to do and be in Christ. People of faith, people that are strong, people that are resilient in faith. Now the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38 to 39, listen to these words. Now the just shall live by faith. When you're filled with faith, you're living. You're alive. You feel like you're walking on air sometimes, and you probably are. The just shall live by faith. Those early deacons in Acts chapter 6 were full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Full of faith. It was obvious. It was evident. There was something compelling those men who served the church. Now the just shall live by faith. When my faith is strong, I'm living. And when I'm not, it's not the same. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Wow. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But if any man draw back, my soul, God says, has no pleasure in him. And then the apostle encourages the people of God. He said, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition to destruction. We don't draw back to destruction where we once lived outside of God under the judgment of hell, under the judgments of God for our sin. He said, we are not those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We're going on. Those who persevere, those who endure unto the end shall be saved, Jesus said. Now, how do we Stay strong in faith. How do we build our faith? How do we become strong in faith? Number one: pray much. <laughs> pray much. Luke 18:1. He spoke a parable that man always ought to pray and not lose heart. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Jesus tied prayer and faith together. And we know it's true. When we're strong in prayer, we're strong in faith. If we want to increase our faith, our believing powers in God and his word, we give ourselves to prayer. And faith automatically is generated in that atmosphere. You say, well, how much should I pray? As much as you can. Well, I pray 15 minutes a day, check off my little box, and that's kind of it. 30 minutes, an hour, pray an hour, that's it. Well, that's wonderful. But how much should I pray? Pray as much as you can. Let's look at these scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. These are the commandments of the Lord to us. This is the admonishment of the Lord to our lives. He knows the battle down here. Pray without ceasing. Romans 12, 12, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Continuing steadfastly. Colossians 4:12, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant. Watch and pray. In it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And Jude 1:20, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, speaking in other tongues. I mean praying in the Holy Ghost because that's what praying in the Holy Ghost is, purest form. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in the language of your spirit. Make sure you're built up on your most holy faith. In Luke chapter 22 and 31, the Lord said, simon simon indeed satan has asked for you he's asked for you he can't have you without my permission to tempt you to try you but simon i'm giving you over you need some work done you need to learn warfare you need some refining you need some work done i'm giving you over Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. That your faith should not fail. We know the story that very night, Peter denied the Christ. He denied the Lord. But his faith did not fail, but it sure took a hit. And it knocked him out for a few days. How many have you ever been knocked out for a few days? Something happened, some circumstance, some trial, some failure on your part spiritually, and it, it really Hits deep, doesn't it? It hits hard. And sometimes it takes a few days to get back on track. you got to overcome that mistake. Repentance and heart searching and calling out on the Lord. It's a good thing that Jesus was praying for Peter because Peter wasn't praying for himself, and he should have been. Verse 39 coming out he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him when he came to the place he said to them this is on the eve the night of the crucifixion arrest and crucifixion pray that you may not enter into temptation he told them pray that you may not enter into temptation if you pray you can avoid temptation tonight you'll be strong to overcome And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Sometimes we pray, and sometimes we have to pray more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Rise and pray. Jesus is praying desperately praying praying earnestly and the disciples are sleeping and jesus triumphed and they denied him and they fell that night and they forsook him when we pray our faith is strong If we want to keep strong and our faith strong we must be men and women of prayer seeking the lord when it's time to pray don't waste time get to prayer Pleading the promises, invoking the name, whatever aspect of the name you need, apprehending the inheritance—it's prayer time. How do we stay strong in faith? We we pray much. We look for opportunity to steal away during the week. We may miss a meal or two in fasting prayers. We're we're seeking the Lord. We're walking we're walking in that dimension and giving ourselves that dimension so that our faith can be strong, we can be edified, we can be built up and not overcome by the enemy, by the things of this life, by circumstances and all the pressures and situations we feel and live in. Number two, how do we become strong in faith? Read much. The Bible, that is. Read much. Romans 10 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. When you read the Bible, you hear. You hear God. You hear his voice. You hear his counsel. When you read, you hear. And when you hear, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If we want to have a strong faith, we need to fill our lives with the Word of God. A faith-filled life is a Word-filled life. Any men and women of God that we say are, and we look at them and say, they were great in faith. Every one of them had a strong and powerful relationship with the Word of God. Say, well... How much should I read? Uh, More than you do. Not trying to be facetious or clever if somehow I could be that. How much should I read? More than you do. Well, I just follow the Bible reading guide and wow, that's a stretch for me and I just tick it off every day and color in the little box. Well, why don't you go beyond that? Say, well, I can get that Bible reading done in 10 minutes in the morning. Well, why don't you read at night too? Maybe pull through that Word of God or some of the books two or three times in a year. Read much. Your life will be strong. You'll be full of faith. I write unto you, young men, John said, because you are strong and the Word of God abides in you. It dwells in you. It's alive in you. When you're full of the Word, you are full of faith. Proverbs or Psalm 17 4 concerning the works of man by the word of your lips I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. There is a destroyer, and his name is Satan. He prowls around. First Peter 5:8-9. He prowls around, he's lurking, he's lurking, watching. Bible says he's looking for someone to devour. And the word of God says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Proverbs 4, 10 to 13. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Powerful, powerful words. Take hold of the Word of God, it'll put faith, it'll put strength in you, it'll re- lead you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep hold of her, for she is your life. Engage the word. Memorize the word. Read it. Read it out loud. Put your spirit into it. Put your heart into it. Jeremiah said that God's word was in his life. It was in his heart like a burning fire in his bones. Wow. You mean the word of God can become a burning fire in my bones? That's what the Bible says. How do you get that to happen? How do you get that word of God, those scriptures burning like fire? You memorize them. You pray them. You go over them again and again. You quote them. You go over them time and time again. You pray them in. You bless them. You speak them out. You confess them until that one scripture that you're working on that day is burning in your heart. His word was in my heart like a burning fire in my bones. Well, you'll live a faithful life. You'll live a faith-filled life when we're strong in the word. And number three tonight, watch your words. Watch your words. Proverbs 18:21. death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our words either kill or they make alive. Our words either kill or they make alive. Pastor James of the First Jerusalem Church in chapter 3 and verse 10 of his book said, my brethren, he's talking to believers, the Christians, the church, he said, my brethren, out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. He said, these things ought not to be. Out of the same mouth comes blessing. Out of the same mouth comes cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. If we want to be strong in faith, we have to speak faith-filled words. 1 Timothy 6, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You've confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Yeah, people, angels, demonic powers, even before, yes, the God of heaven, his son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Timothy, you've confessed the good confession before many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Jesus Christ confessed a good confession before Pontius Pilate. You talk about a trial. You talk about a temptation. You talk about a pressure-filled moment in his life where he could have said a lot of things if he was a fleshly person. But the Bible says that he opened not his mouth except to say what the Father in heaven would be pleased with and what the Father would want him to say. Timothy, there's life in your confession. Jesus Christ triumphed. He walked in faith, he never stumbled. His words were words that pleased God, he spoke the words of God. This word, confession, You've confessed the good confession. The word confession in the Greek language is homo logia. Homo, the same, logia, to speak. The same to speak. Or the same to say. To say the same thing as. To say the same thing as who? God. To say the same thing as what? the word of god to say what god says to say what the word of god says when we have a faith-filled language and confession we will have faith in our life we will be strong in the lord hebrews 4 14 says seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Let's say the same thing that God says. Let's say the same thing that the Bible says. Let's not fail in our words because it'll undermine our faith. It'll undermine our strength in God. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession, again, or confession of our faith, same word, confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Watch your words. So much destruction comes from words that are not faith filled, that are not the words of God, that do not come from the Holy Spirit. And how important it is for us to walk in this faith of God. Now let's go to Mark chapter 11. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. The fight for faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. Our words are that important. Therefore, I say to you, what th- Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's first faith, then it's desire, then it's speaking in line with the Word of God and having a believing spirit, and then the result comes in our life. We have to have faith in God, we have to have faith in His Word. We listen, we listen to what God says. We can't just come up with desire on our own and expect God to fulfill it. We don't have faith in our own desires. We don't have faith in our confession. If I can just say this long enough and pray it long enough, God, it's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. And many have failed and fallen right there and stumbled. It starts with faith in God. Have faith in God. Listen. Listen to what God is saying. Out of that will birth desire. And then you respond in desire. And you watch your words because the Bible is very clear. We will have whatever we say. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Do not doubt in your heart the words of the Lord, what God says. Don't doubt in your heart. say, well, I thought if I had faith, I wouldn't have any doubts. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says that oftentimes true faith is plagued with doubts. There's a bombardment a volley of arrows, of doubts. But it says you don't doubt in your heart. You know what God has said. Those doubts are hitting perhaps your mind. Fiery-tipped arrows are coming, but you cast them down. You cast them down. That's not of God. I won't receive that. I don't believe that. Lord, I know what you've said down in my spirit. You don't doubt in your heart. We keep speaking the words of God. We say what God says, and we walk in faith. In the morning when you get up, start about your day, what do you say? How do we approach the day? What kind of words are coming out of our mouth? Maybe we're a little tired. Maybe we're a little out of sorts. Some days you have to shake yourself to get back into your spiritual strength that you want. Bring your mind and spirit into alignment but what do we say God is great this is the day the Lord has made from the rising of the Sun to the going down the name of the Lord is to be praised I will serve you today Lord I will walk with you I will serve you put your spirit on my life let your word live in my heart and we walk in faith we walk in power we're not overcome we're not overcome watch your words How to stay strong in faith? Pray much. Pray much. Pray as much as you can. Read much. Take in the Word of God. Let it fill your life. Let it fill your life. So many hours in a day. So many hours in a week. How much do we give to taking in the Word of God? Because it will make us strong and fill us with the faith of God. And then let's watch our words. Our confession is very important We speak what God speaks, and our faith stays strong, and we walk in the glory and wonder of the Lord. Well, let's have the worship team come tonight. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I don't know about you, but I want to shout back to the heaven a thousand times, yes, Will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? Yes, he will. He's going to find it in my life. So help me, God. Determine in your heart that nothing is ever going to tear the faith out of your spirit. No trial, no circumstance, anything in this life. Jesus Christ is Lord, and I'm committed to him. Nothing is going to tear my faith out of my life. So help me, Lord. And we cast ourselves on him to walk with him all the days of our life. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, the Apostle John said. Have you been born of God? Are you a Christian? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? The Apostle John said, "Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith even our faith let's stand tonight presence of the lord let's reaffirm our faith before the lord we know our frame bible says god remembers he knows we're dust but he gave this dust a chance at life so we call on the name of the lord maybe your faith is under attack tonight your Christian faith. Maybe you're wearied and worn by time and warfare, spiritual difficulty and circumstances and broken relationships and heartache and sorrow. Tonight, set your heart toward God in faith. Begin to pray. Begin to read the word again. Begin to confess the good confession before many witnesses and let the Lord strengthen you. If you're here tonight and say, I need, I need prayer tonight. I want some believers to pray over me and strengthen me. I need my faith touched by the presence of God. I need my heart renewed. Please slip out from where you are. Slip down to the front of this auditorium, to this altar. People will be here to pray with you. We don't want anyone to fail of the grace of God. We don't want anyone to fail in faith it's tragic when people walk out of the house of god broken and wounded and discouraged and troubled by time and they haven't kept up their faith shield they walk out and they're they're gone maybe if somebody would have taken them by the shoulders, somebody would have encouraged them said come on brother sister God is great. Let's serve the Lord. Let's walk with God. What a difference it might have made, and maybe that's you tonight. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm fainting. I, my, my faith, I feel it's weak. I need a touch from the Lord. Slip out from where you are. Let God touch you tonight. Let believers lay hand on you and pray the prayer of faith. It'll save and deliver and rescue you. Let's take a few moments right now and give our allegiance to Jesus Christ. Wow, we know we're loved by him, and we love him. Relationship for life, time and eternity, to serve the Lord, never to turn back. There's no turning back. We walk on with God. Fight the good fight of faith, the fight of faith, and lay hold on eternal life.